This week on Dueling Review, we're taking a look at Fantastic Four number 9 from Marvel Comics because you demanded it. What price victory? One cruel act will forever change the relationship between the Fantastic Four and Victor Von Doom. The fate of Latveria and the world and the balance of the cosmic power in the universe all rests on one decision. All will be revealed in the terrifying final chapter of Herald of Doom. Why is his name Harold? Let's talk about some other Marvel stuff that is not an Avengers movie that everyone is busy seeing this week. Fantastic. I hope people I hope people uh, realize that, you know, uh, while they're waiting in line or waiting for the previews to begin, they can they can listen to their iPods. They can listen to Dueling Review. And this week, Matthew, we're talking about Fantastic Four number nine from Dan or, Slott, Aaron Cooter, Stefano Caselli and Paco Medina. Yeah, three different art teams. Uh, it's actually also issue 654 if you're keeping track of the old one. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do that too. This is <laughs> this is the end of the Herald of Doom. Herald and I, and Doom. I didn't I didn't know his name was Herald Doom. No, it's actually Vincent, Vincent von Doom. You know, we've always heard that um Sue Storm is really the most powerful person on the team. I've always said so. And uh, this, well, like I said, I've always heard that. I'm not sure I believed it. But uh, I think this issue, Dan Slott just shows, hey, Sue Storm is a lot more than the the teehee and the girl who can just uh, uh, turn invisible or create a force shield. She can also make other things invisible. And it starts off with, uh, and again, I haven't read the previous issues, but I will say this. Mm -hmm. This issue flowed well enough to where I could understand everything that was going on without yep. having read the previous issues. But they're all the, all the Fantastic Four are, in, are captured, and yep. Sue leads the breakout by making Victor naked in front of the whole world. Well, she reveals his face. And the previous issues basically have uh, Galactus showing up mm-hmm. on Earth. Yeah. And I'm Doom hungry. capturing Galactus. Yes. Doom transferring Galactus's cosmic power, getting his own herald, a woman named Victorious, and using the power for great works throughout Latveria. Yeah, essentially using uh, Galactus as the power source for the entire country, which, eh, okay. Yeah, it's fine while it lasts. I guess, uh, you know, there's there's a political commentary in there, believe me. And this issue does one thing that I think annoyed me simply because of how long it's been. There's long been this discussion of... Is Dr. Doom horribly scarred right. or does he just have one little scar that makes him think that he's horribly scarred? Yeah, but, it depends on on the writer, right? I, I forget who the yeah. one was it Mark Wade that did the one where he just had the little nick on his face. Yeah, the one the one nick made him no longer perfect. So was he, that Mark Wade that did that or was that somebody else? I think uh, the story that I had heard, and this is actually something that came into play in the 80s origin, was that Lee and Kirby disagreed. Kirby thought one little scar, Lee thought terrible scarring. So when John Byrne redid the origin in 88 or 87, he had him get a little scar and then Uh, put the super white hot mask on his face and and then burned off. uh, Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I. But this is also. I I can see from. I could see Kirby going for the you know, the vanity of doom and just that one little Nick. Oh yeah. I think they, I, I, I actually like that one a lot better. I do too. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why, but you also have to remember this is after he was made super handsome again at the end of secret wars oh, and yeah, really? spent a year and a half. Yeah. He was Iron People Man for a year and a half. Yeah. Remember, but now he's, he's horribly scarred and the world season and he's like, no, don't show anybody yes. my ugly visage. 
and, and then she she's not like, only ah. makes his armor invisible, he puts his hands over his face. She makes them invisible. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Sue is not playing. And she actually, uh, aside from having a massive unibrow on page two, uh, she, she gets this moment, this look on her face where she's like, I'm Johnny Storm's sister. I control with the best. Yeah, it's really cool, especially when the rest of the Fantastic Four break out each in their own way. And Sue's explaining. And I think she's doing it telepathically to Doom. Of how, you know, how everyone breaks out. And of course, there's Ben Grimm, who's just like, okay, I'm just going to snap my way out of here because I'm super strong. Uh, but then it's clobber in time and Ben gets to punch Victor in the face and they get to escape in, in the uh, smallest uh, four seater that they can can. And they go and rec- rescue Galactus. And Galactus oh. is like, I remember we had this agreement, something about nullifier. I'm not going to eat this planet today. Instead, I will try to put the cosmic forces the cosmic power back in place. Burp. It, it is clever what he does because we see Johnny think his way out of a trap. We see Reed force his way out of a trap. Mm-hmm. We see Sue kind of, you know, be cocky and a jerk face and kind of snot her way out of a trap. And then Ben is just patient until it's time to do what needs to be done. Right. And the implication is that they've all, they're family and they've all learned something from one another. So you can't, you know, lock them down. You can't put them in a box. Yes. And meanwhile, Franklin and his sister are having shenanigans with outer uh, demons, demons, little imps, little imps from another dimension. And whoever this crazy girl is that took Franklin in, apparently he ran away or something. But uh, yeah. that, that part of the story was just kind of okay. I will say that if you are familiar with Dan Slott's writing style, if you didn't know that this was a Dan Slott comic when you picked it up, that whole sequence with Franklin and the transporter and I don't, I guess it's uh, Felicia's grandparents or whoever's grandparents, the old people in that's, the van. That's Ben's Aunt Petunia oh, and her okay. husband. Okay. Um, that, those sequences really feel like a Dan Slott sequence. Uh, you know, oh. if you've ever, if you had read, you know, any of the amazing Spider-Man stuff that he wrote for years and you knew how kind of the funny, funny gags worked. If you read this, not knowing this was Dan Slott, you go, man, this feels an awful lot like Dan Slott. Yeah. And if you'd never read a Dan Slott comic by the end of this book, you'll have a really solid idea of what a Dan Slott comic is like. And I like, and, and don't get me wrong, I really like Dan Slott a lot. Uh, he is the one that got me back into reading Marvel comics and really liking what was going on with Spider-Man for, I don't know, four or five years when I finally decided to dive in and, and read that stuff. Um, so I really enjoyed this book. Uh, that's the main thing that I can say is I enjoyed the heck out of this. And I didn't even know what was going on half the time. And I just kind of inferred it. And that's the other good thing that slot does is he makes it clear enough in the panels without having to spend, you know, a lot of time saying, okay, remember everybody, this is what happened before. Uh, and we just get to it. And I like that a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to like here. And yet somehow, I don't know. I got to the end of the issue and I felt like it, it, it's, it's hard to describe. I got to the end of it and it's like, okay, we fantastic forward our way out of this. It sure is great to be a family. Let's all have a big hug. And I'm like, man, this is just almost too on the nose as a fantastic four story to me. Well, and I think that the fact that the fantastic four haven't been around for, what is it? Five years or something like that. Right. Uh, is also 
rather important because they've been lost in space since Secret Wars 2 or whatever that was. And the fact that when they came back, it was all about Ben and Felicia getting married. And then Doom comes in and interrupts, you know, what what is an important family event. And so by the time we hit the end, we are back together as as a family. We are back together as the Fantastic Four. Everyone who's important in the story is back. And unfortunately or fortunately, I guess. Mm-hmm. Comics are cyclical, so you know that at the end of a major arc, we kind of reset to everything. Nobody is lost. Knowing no one is is damaged. Latveria is back to being Latveria. Doom is still Doom. Galactus right. is still galacting, and the Fantastic Four are together now. They just need to get back into their into their big building that at one point Peter Parker owned, right. and uh, and get on with the with their with their adventures. I guess. I mean, there does come a point where, especially after a long absence, you do want some metaphorical comfort food in your story. You want a Fantastic Four story. And this is definitely, I mean, the first arc of this book was wild, weird, crazy stuff that brought back uh, darn near everybody who'd ever been a member of the mm-hmm. Fantastic Four in any capacity mm-hmm. and tied into a lot of continuity and brought the team back together and brought it back to Earth. Then they had the, you know, the big wedding. And this is their first arc coming out of that. This is them going forward. And I guess, I don't know, man. You're I, not a fan I, of I this? You didn't like it? I did like it. I just wanted to like it more. And I felt like. You know, slot in the past with things like uh, Avengers, the initiative and with his work on Amazing Spider-Man and specifically Superior Spider-Man has a tendency to do some unexpected things. Right. You know, to do some things that are weird and crazy and out there. And yes, in a modern comics context, I know that in two years, all the toys go back in the box. That's that's how it works now. And we either live with it or we don't. But I feel like this issue really does feel kind of like, you know, a love letter to what Lee and Kirby have done mm-hmm. with some modern touches. Right. And I, I, I feel like I wanted more slot. I wanted more weird. I wanted more modern crazy stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with what we get here. It's no, actually I mean, quite it, good. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, we have everything that, at least in this issue, that people will remember about Fantastic Four, right? Fantastic Four right. is Reed and Johnny and Sue and Ben and maybe they know the kids, maybe they don't. But Victor oh, Von Doom is a big thing in this. And then a lot of other people will also uh, know of Galactus from the Fantastic Four. So mm-hmm. I, I think in this in this arc, what price victory or whatever this uh, the Herald of Doom uh, arc. Herald Doom. Yeah. I uh, I th- I think it had everything that a that a maybe an old school Fantastic Four fan would love. Uh, I don't know if the Mole Man has appeared yet. I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> or what's his name? The under underdweller. That's his name. Under no, it's the underminer. Underminer. That's his name. Uh, <laughs> but I think this had everything that that you would want in a Fantastic Four story. So yeah. I liked it. I mean, and now let's do something weird, right? Now let's stretch our legs a little bit, and uh, let's you Reed know let's can stretch all all the way to the moon with his legs. Yeah, he can, and it's got Reed doing science stuff where he takes one of the Doom. Bo- yeah, this this had Doom bots in it. Yeah, and I do. I mean, I have to say that 
the inescapable traps that turned out to be not at all inescapable are pretty neat because what he did with, with Reed, he stretched him to his absolute breaking point and then sprayed him with liquid nitrogen. So he couldn't move. Mm -hmm. And then Reed actually literally had to force his way out and break his skin and injure himself terribly to get free. Oh yeah. Which is usually Ben's thing. And and what's funny is at the end of the issue, he still has cracks in his face. If you yeah, I'm hoping the that art. the scars don't stick around forever because I, uh, I'm not thrilled with the scars. But what are you gonna do? Eh, maybe, it, maybe it makes Reed more human, you know, instead of the I'm far superior to everyone else. And hopefully, yeah, they and hopefully, really do need to ease off on the I'm far superior nonsense. With, well, with and Reed, and hopefully so. this issue also gives Sue a little bit because I know um, Sue's getting her own series, right? Or she's uh, got a big deal coming up pretty soon uh, in I think July. Uh, but hopefully she's getting a solo book, although I don't know if it's an ongoing. Yeah, but I, I know it's coming in July. Uh, but I think this also sets up that, you know, don't don't dismiss uh, Sue as a pretty face. And yeah, don't dismiss any of them. Yeah, no, but. this is this. This had a fi- flying car. It had the four seater flying car. Didn't have Herbie. So there's a plus right there. I mean, what's not Stop to like? It. What's not to like about this book? Stop it. <laughs> um, I would say that honestly, my biggest complaint that I can actually articulate rather than a vague sense of, well, is the multiple art teams are very different. Yes. Uh huh. So the transitions between art teams aren't necessarily bad, but they are definitely noticeable. And at least one of them is particularly abrupt because there's a point at the beginning where we see do to do to do. Here's this cool angular style. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, wait, no, now we're doing Stefano Caselli. I'm like, okay. We're doing Stefano Caselli. It's like, wait, no, here's some Paco Medina. I'm like, ah, why do you hurt me? But, you know, other yeah. than that. They, I, I don't have the book open in front of me because of, you know, comiXology and recording a bunch of stuff at the same time. But right. was, was there natural art breaks? Like when they went to the uh, kids, was that a, a switch in the art style? And then when we went back to yeah. Reed and Sue, we went to the different art style for that. Yeah, uh, the all of the stuff in Arizona with Alicia and Franklin was done by Paco. Okay. And then I believe, I, I'm not sure who is whom, but I believe that the rest of the fighty fighty and the stuff with the Fantastic Four breaking out is split in two. So the first chapter is one artist, then we get some Paco Medina, then a different artist, then we get some Paco Medina, and then we wrap it up with, I think, I think Stefano Caselli. But Paco did the Arizona stuff. Yes. Yeah. No, I, that's, I like that. I like that art style. And I'm pretty sure he did that final page where they're uh, all standing around and hugging. That and... final page is Stefano, Stefano Caselli. Oh, is it? Okay. Where they're yeah, all hugging. Okay. Yeah. The big hug, because that's how he draws the thing's head, I believe. Okay. Cause I really liked, I really liked the Arizona stuff. Uh, yeah. some of the cosmic stuff was kind of cool, but I really liked how, uh, at the beginning where, where Ben is all trapped in the box and everything, how his, I really like how they drew his head in that for whatever oh, you reason. Like the big, the big blocky head. I kind of, I really kind of like that big blocky brow that's going on. He, he looks like Omega Supreme. He looks like a transformer and it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in that one close up on the bottom of page. What page am I on? I don't page know. Two, I think. Uh, yeah. Where Johnny is breaking out and then you see the things, big old fat head down there at the bottom of the, uh, on that bottom panel. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man, I like and the things like that. Makes him look just all smug as heck with his chin. Yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. yeah. No, I, I, that's what, that's what I like. So, but yeah, you're right. The abrupt changes in art are not good. And I like that artists take the time, and, I, and I'm again, I'm not saying that this is what happened in this book, 
But there's been some other news this week about further delays on another comic book that was supposed to be done like six months ago. ago. Yeah, (laughs) something like that. Is it, is it, does it go tick, tick, tick? Yes, it does. And it, uh, a, a certain artist, and I'm not saying that it's the artist, it's even the artist's fault uh, for the delays, but I understand that artists want to put a great care into their comic. I think that it is up to the editors and the people who are soliciting comics to really sit down and think, okay, if this artist takes literally a month to draw a comic, what happens if they get sick? How much is that going to throw off a comic? And if we're going to bring somebody else in, are we going to go with radically different styles on on this art? Because at one point we go Ben Grimm with the with the fat face and then suddenly he's back to a more traditional Ben Grimm face. And then another time we got another Ben Grimm face. Maybe find some artists that are uh, maybe draw similar in style to maybe keep some of that continuity flowing. Uh, a but, consistency of style. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's really on the I, I'm not blaming the artists on this. I'm I'm really blaming maybe the timeline that Marvel is expecting some of these books to be done. And I'm wondering if they're not putting too much of a demand and too much of a time, uh, a time deadline on, on the artists that make them say, look, I'm not going to be able to hit issue nine. Okay. Well, we're going to have to hire three other people to get this work done. Right. So I don't know. I'm just, uh, that's something that concerns me. And especially when we do have other books that are out there that are consistently missing their release schedule because of whoever's screw up. Right. And you know, the book that came out this week that made everybody angry is actually late as well. Yeah. Isn't that one late too? Yeah. So, yeah. ah, Wally West. God dang it. Uh, yeah. It's. Um, so I don't know. I, I, hmm. Yeah. It's I, a thing. yeah. So, Hey, on the, on the plus side, the comic book came out and, and yep. we got to read it. And for me, it was a joy to read and yes, there's three different artists. And, you know, for the most part, I just kind of glossed over it and said, well, that's that is that I don't think it super detracts from the book. I mean, it does a little right. bit, uh, but at least it's exposing readers to various artists as well, opposed to because when Dan Slott was doing Amazing Spider-Man, uh, I thought at one point it was flipping back and forth between Umberto Ramos and another artist uh, that I, was. I, was doing I that. I want to say there were several. Stuart Eminent was in there for a while. Yeah, too. yeah. But I mean, they would rotate. Like every third or fourth issue would be a Ramos, and a, and then then it would be Eminent, and then somebody else, and then it would rotate back around. Eminem. Uh, it was Eminem. It was Eminem. Yes, I'm the real slim shady because I use the zipatones. Um, you know, because shading. Ha ha. See that, Matthew? It's called a I joke, son. It. It's called a joke, son. Anyway, bottom oh, line for me. I'm sorry. I thought we weren't allowed to explain our jokes. <laughs> Steven. Bottom line for me is uh, I enjoyed this book. I really think that it is good. I think if you're a casual Fantastic Four fan, there might be some stuff that's confusing. But again, Marvel puts that Fantastic previously in at the beginning of the book that will catch you up on everything. Uh, I say go pick it up. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I think you've been reading the previous issues of this. So maybe you have a better thought on this entire uh, Herald of Doom arc. But this one issue I had a lot of fun with. I think that Herald of Doom, uh, and you know, the first arc as well, do suffer from some slotism in that the plot is less important than the interactions and the dialogue and the character. But that can happen, especially when you're on a big, you know, book with a big cast like this. But this is solid. It it wasn't necessarily anything bad. There were just moments where I felt like I wanted I wanted it to turn up to 11. I wanted yeah. more weird. I wanted more wacky. But what we get 
isn't bad. And that, you know, just that sequence where Galactus is like, I'm free. I'm now leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. And then everyone's like, why didn't he destroy the planet? Oh, you know, because we had an agreement from years ago. No well, editor's box that said, please see previous issue. It's a legitimate thing. Reed came to, a, you know, a discussion with Galacticus. And said, if you don't back off, I'm pulling this ultimate nullifier trigger. He once swore an oath. No, the nullifier thing was earlier. He swore an oath in, I think, Fantastic Four 277 or so. When Reed Richards saved his life, he was on trial with like a cosmic entity. And Reed Richards played defense lawyer and saved Galactus's life. And in return, Galactus swore he would never take Earth in in return, you know, in, in gratitude for having his life spared. Until he changes his mind. He won't change his mind. He's Galacticus. Eh, we'll see. Hey, how he did we end up? like two years being yellow, you know. How did we end up? Read? No, Galacticus. Oh, okay. How do we end up reading Fantastic Four number nine? Well, we picked it up and we used the skills that we learned in grade school to read it. Now, as <laughs> to how it got picked for us to read, oh, that's important because patrons, well, not even patrons, people, listeners, Faithful Spoilerites went to patreon.com forward slash major spoilers, and they looked up dueling review for, in this case, the week of 420 Blobbity Blue. Yep, 424. Yeah, they chose whatever book they wanted to see. Fantastic Four got the most votes and, of course, didn't get nudged out by something else that, you know. Well, here are some of the other here are some of the other ones on the list. Uh, Kirby Mm -hmm. Evans had said the Terrifics number 15. That's a good Uh, one. Hero Nader said check out Thanos number one. Thanos. Uh, Michael Michael J. Taranji said Heroes in Crisis number eight. Oh, J. Michael T., you are dead <laughs> to me. Uh, and uh, 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 Baluy had said Jug Ahead Hunger versus Vampirin- Vampironica. And then uh, Jarmo, good old Jarmo over there overseas, says, uh, is that new Fantastic Four any good? I want to know. So Fantastic Four number nine, I please. That's how go. easy it is. Those were the selections. And I was like, okay, well, Jarmo's a longtime uh, fan. Why don't we uh, go with his pick? And that's how we wound up with a Fantastic Four number nine. Uh, plus, I, I think, think somebody else. Yarmo. Ah, I call him Jarmo. Yarmo. Like that song, Yarmo Be There. Yes, I know. Uh, okay. But when he calls into Finally Friday, he knows. We have an interaction. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's how, that's how it works. You go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. You look for the dueling review for May 1st, 2019. You look yep. up the list of all the comics coming out next week, and then you pick one that you'd like us to review. And hopefully we get a lot of people going over there. And, and it's we've been having a lot more positive interactions on that, those Patreon posts over the last couple of uh, months. And nice. so get over there, tell us. And if there's multiple of you who are listening and say, or many of you, and many of you vote for a particular comic, then that one rises to the top very easily. Uh, for right. example, next week from Boom Studios, we have Bone Parish, the trade paperback. Boom just sent me an actual physical copy of that trade yesterday. Really? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to, they do that every once in a while. They'll send an actual physical copy of a trade out to me. And then if I'll, they send Power Rangers trades, you know where I live. I don't know if they have sent that. They haven't sent anything like that yet. Uh, but they've sent some of their more horror, I think, themed books our way in the past. Uh, and I have to look because we may even have a quote, pull quote on the on that cover. Ooh. But speaking of Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers trade paperback volume eight arrives next week, as does Rocco's Modern Afterlife number two. We got a sneak peek of that up on the Major Spoilers website right now. Dark Horse nice. Comics has Avatar, Tsutsei's Path, number four. 
Uh, Black Hammer 45 from the world of Black bam, Hammer number three. Whoa, Black Hammer. Bam, bam. <laughs> Quantum Age trade paperback. Also, Stranger Things trade paperback volume one and Terminator Sector War number four, the final issue in that miniseries. Get your ass to the chopper. DC Comics has Adventures of the Super Sons number 10. That uh, has only got two more issues to go before that series wipe, uh, winds up, not wipes out. <laughs> wipes out. <laughs> Actually, I've enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed the Adventures of the Super Sons. Both uh, Adventures of the Super Sons and Action Comics have been real joys for me to read from DC Comics lately. But also nice. next week, Batman number 70, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 number 1. That's a uh, crossover, a, a collaboration between DC Comics and IDW Publishing. Also, yep. there's a movie coming out um, two mm. months from now, I think. I want to say the animated movie. Deceased number 1 of 6. Oh, boy. Uh, Marvel zombies all over again. I thought we'd already done Blackest Night. Yeah, that's what I th- that's what I keep thinking every time I see that. I'm like, isn't this just Blackest Night? But I guess not. Anyway. Females, no, these guys don't have rings on. Female furries, so no, female furies, number four of six. Harley Quinn, you number sixty-one. You need to work on that double R, man. No, no, no because you know they like to put on the 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 fuzzy no, fox costumes, and, no. and they they put on the turtle costumes no. or the tiger costumes. No, it's a big thing. The fur the furry legion, the furry is legion, and uh, we, we welcome them all at majorspoilers.com. We we don't judge. I'm just saying the double R is a ligature. <laughs> yeah. Justice League careful. number twenty three. Mad about the Trump era trade paperback from Mad Magazine and the usual gang of idiots. And <laughs> uh, Young Justice number five coming out next week from DC Comics. Dynamite Entertainment has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books coming out next week. They have Barbarella Deja Thora's number three. Wow. Battlestar Galactica, Twilight Command, number two. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, number five. Lone Ranger, number one. That's a new volume from that. That's a trade paperback. Oh, no, that's yep. one of those uh, signed editions. So that's 50 signed bucks edition, there. Yes. Obey Me, number two. Red Sonia, number four. Six Million Dollar Man, number three. And Vampirilla, Deja Thoris, number one. That is a signed book, another $50 book right there if you're into collecting those signed limited edition uh, books. IDW Publishing has, let's see, oh, From Hell, Master Edition number five, mature reader book there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marvel Action Avengers number four. Marvel Action Spider-Man number three. TMNT Urban Legends number 12. Transformers number four. And Uncle Scrooge number 44. Image Comics has Descender, Tim-21. I have no idea. Those are some uh, t-shirts, I guess. Die number five gets a second printing. Oh, Image really has got a, sl- a small group next week. They've got some trade paperbacks, some mm-hmm. T-shirts, a second printing. Eclipse number 15 is a new book. Go Gore number f- one is a new book out next week. Paper Girls number 28, Self Made number six, and Walking Dead 191. That's it. Yeah. Everything else is trade paperbacks or clothing. Yeah. Trade paperbacks as clothing. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure there are some costumers out there that can make that happen. Go make that happen. Yeah. Marvel Comics has Amazing Spider-Man number 20 dot who? That's The Hunted. Oh, The Hunted. All right. It, it actually is 20 dot who. Yes. That's the, the number on the issue. It's freaky. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Black Panther Killmonger trade paperback. Uh, Champions number five. Doctor we Strange Mark Wade trade paperback. Uh, let's see. Major X number three. I know you're going to be reading that one, Matthew. Oh yeah! Didn't you, didn't you just review Major book. X number I mean, two like this past week? I did, and that so is this a weekly thing? I think it is. Yeah, that's I think interesting. It's, uh, Six issue weekly series. All right, uh-huh. 
Meet the Scrolls, number four, penultimate issue there. Star Wars, number 65. Star Wars, Age of the Old Republic, Han Solo, number one. Star Wars, May the 4th, previews bundle. What is this? Star Wars, May the 4th, previews bundle of 25. Please inquire. No idea what May that the is. Fourth. I think it has something to do with free comic. I'm day. sure it is, but they don't have the other free comic book day stuff listed in previews. And that's the other thing we need to mention. Next weekend is free comic book day. Make sure you head to your local comic book shop, pick up some free comics and buy some comics at the same time. Maybe you will. Yeah, not this weekend. Next weekend, ladies and gentlemen, the fourth. Uh, War of the Well, War of the Realms number two arrives next week, as does War of the Realms Strike Force Dark Elf Realm number one. Also, Savage Avengers number one with Conan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's where uh, Conan travels to the present to be part of the Avengers, right? Or yeah, does Conan actually Scarlet came to Witch... the present in uh, Avengers No Road Home. Ah, okay. So I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, look out for more Conan. There's like five Conan books going on right now at Marvel. Conan. Or five books featuring Conan. The Adventurer. Uh, in all the rest category, we have Archie and Me Jumbo Comics Digest number 17. That's a $7 book there. Danger Doll Squad presents uh, Al- Amalagama. Huh? Amal- Amalgama. 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 That's right. Amalgama Lives, number one. Algamalgama. That's her name. <laughs> Algama. Dragon's you Blood, number him? one. He lived with his wife, Peggy. Fallen, <laughs> Fallen World, number one. Five Years, number one. Hashtag Danger, number one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Precode Classic Hands of Fate, hardcover volume three, uh, $45 there. Robotech number 20 from Titan Comics. Spencer and Lock, uh, Spencer and Lock 2 number one kicks off. That should be very interesting. You'll want to go check that one out. We've reviewed that book already over on the Major Spoilers website. We got an early advanced preview of that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, Stacy said it was really good. Also, we have Threshold Allure number three. Hmm. <laughs> we got the, so these are all uh, five ninety nine or seven ninety nine books. Okay. Uh, you have the regular cover, right? You have the beastly cover, right? You have the beastly nude cover. Uh huh. You have the bondage cover, the well, bondage course. nude cover, the cat fight cover, the cat fight nude cover, the goddess cover, goddess nude, the luscious cover, the luscious nude cover, the nude cover, the nude nude cover. The Pandora cover, the Pandora nude, Pandora, <laughs> what is this? Oh my gosh, Pandora, Pandora, Pandora nude, and Pandora Rio nude. Now, am I crazy, or does a nude nude no, cover I was, sound I was, like an x-ray? I was, I was joking I'm just on telling you. I was just She's joking on no that one. got no skin. Uh, primal, Sarah. primal nude, rebel, rebel nude, stunning, stunning nude, rap, rap nude. This sounds like the worst wrestling stable ever. <laughs> Coming to the stage, Rebel Nude! Da-da-da. You know what they come out to see? Now, to. but is that a wrestling or is that an adult, uh, is that an adult Black uh, Hammer. facility? Bam, bam. Whoa, Black Hammer. Uh, oh, also coming out next week, Trump Space Force One Shot. $5 book there. I think, that, I can't remember who puts that one out. Somebody had sol- sent us that solicitation a while ago. I can't remember if that is a Zenoscope or if that is a um, title Blue Wave or whatever it is. Let's see. Uh, this is from oh Chuck Dixon writing this. Oh, this is Antarctic Press. Timothy Lim doing the art on that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, listeners, make sure you head over to Patreon.com/slash Major Spoilers. Let us know what book you want us to review most next week, and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll uh, look at them on 
I think, late Sunday night. So you've only got a few days. And then I'll send out the, the information, and Matthew and I will begin reading. And then we'll be back next week to share our thoughts with you. Also next week, also next week, you might hear Matthew say, Congratulations, Peg. You just run a trip to Disney World. This podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.